Good morning, good afternoon, or good evening, depending on where you are in the world. This is Augie of the Blago Blabber podcast. Welcome everyone to another show. Um, final day of the Premier League. Competition is over. Now we kind of wait for Euro 2020 or Euro 2021, whatever you want to call it. Um, that's kind of the next step. And then we also, for those people who enjoy you know, qualifying for Champions League, Europa League, Conference League, that's also um, coming up very soon. Uh, so there's a lot of football to still kind of um, uh, kind of t- to be prepared for, I guess. Um, and it's one of the few sports where the offseason is really <laughs> not that long. Um, feels like it's, it's uh, you know, max a month. And in this case, it's for the for the players competing in, in the Euro Cup. Um, it's something like two, three weeks. So, you know, you've got to get back at it. But um, I want to talk about the, I guess, final match day. Um, it's an end to Arsenal's uh, very, very poor season. 2-0 win over Brighton, which is the only bright spot. Um, Brighton, one of the teams that I really do dislike in this league. Um... Tottenham obviously finish ahead of uh, Arsenal by a point or two. Um, obviously, not much to brag about this season, to tell you the truth. Um, seventh and eighth, respectively, in the table isn't good enough for either team, especially Arsenal. Um, bigger ambitions this year, bigger ambitions overall as a club. Uh, good to see some players um, playing well the last three or four matches, although you know we could have used that. Um, earlier in the season, um, which is unfortunate we've come this far and, you know, we've kind of um, had nothing to play for today, really. Uh, the Conference League, but I just, uh, it, it's a competition that even if you win, you know, you get to Europa League, it's not like you you get a place in Champions League. Uh, it's just a, it's just extra games in your schedule for next season, uh, I guess, if you want to look at it like that. Uh, and I, I, I kind of wonder what the teams that are playing the big five leagues, I guess, if you want to call it that. I just wonder what kind of lineups you're going to be putting out there in, in qualifying. Now, as far as as far as far I know, everyone has to qualify for the for the uh, conference league. There is no automatic bid into like the group stage um, like they do with Europa League and, and Champions League. So everyone has to qualify, I believe. So it's going to be interesting to see the teams that um, the teams from the, from the top five leagues kind of field. And even... Uh, the Portuguese league, um, I'll include in that because they still have, it's still a fairly strong league, um, top heavy, but like in, in terms of, uh, those teams, like what kind of teams they field and, and stuff like that. But it, you know, if you're a, if you're a smaller team from a smaller country, uh, and you, if you're even playing the big dogs, I mean, I, I really don't know how many first team players you're going to see. If anything, you'll probably see a mix kind of like what you see in Europa league, uh, and then when the group stages roll around, I think it's going to be mostly U23 players. I can't see, you know, guys like, I'm not even going to say Harry Kane because I don't even know if he's going to be there. But um, I can't see a lot of the guys from, you know, the, the starting 11 featuring um, in any of the, the league matches or the group matches in the conference league. Um, Arsenal going forward, uh, a lot of questions. Um, that kind of need answers in terms of, um, you know, you have to bolster the squad a little bit. 
so it's going to be interesting to see what happens in the off season. Like I said, it's it's going to be a fairly short one because um, of Euro and and all this other stuff. But there's another protest today prior to the match, um, trying to get the Cronkies out. It doesn't look like the sale is going to happen now. Um, it's been very quiet the last, I guess, week, week and a half. Um, Daniel like I believe, did put out a statement not long ago um, that he did make uh, a bid, which was rejected. Um, and like I said on my previous podcast, which was an Arsenal podcast as well, um, that if it ever goes quiet for a week or two, it's probably a bad sign because you want to kind of keep the momentum going and you want to get more people behind. Daniel like wants to get more people behind uh, his initiative and buying the club. And having more legends come out, but that hasn't been the case um, yet. We'll see what happens this week. Like I said, I think it was it was maybe earlier this week that Daniel Ek made the statement that he didn't make a formal bid. But um, we'll see what happens going forward. Um, you know, maybe he's planning on another bid or getting more people behind him or, or something like that. But right now, it's a, it's a little bit quiet. Um, uh, David Luiz played his final match for Arsenal. Um, we're hearing we're hearing rumors that William is leaving. Uh, Baron is all but out. Um, like as that situation, we'll see what happens with that. Um, Joe Flick's been scoring goals for Newcastle nonstop. Feels like he's the guy that's actually kept them up in the in the Premier League. Uh, William Saliba scored his first, I believe, goal for um, uh, Nice today in, in the final match day. Uh, big shout out to Leo before going forward, winning uh, Liga. Um, that's an incredible achievement considering how much money PSG spends. Um, that the fact that Lille was able to um, snatch the title away from him, good for them, because there was a lot of pressure on Lille um, the last three or four match days, uh, heading down the stretch because the pressure was obviously um, getting to them a little bit because of cl- how close uh, PSG was. But they managed to manage to uh, battle through it. Big congratulations to Canadian international Jonathan David, also for. Um, winning the league on title good for him bright future ahead he's had a really good second season after uh starting off the season fairly slow um but he put it into into fifth gear as the season went on and he did very well for him and good for him can't wait to see him uh play for Canada along with um Davies and a bunch of these other guys Canada's a bright future um but yeah uh Burnt Leno rumors obviously as well uh, looks like he wants out um Man, there's this could be the busiest season off season in Arsenal recent history. Uh, a lot of a lot of guys won out. Um, a lot of average players, average below average players on the squad. Um, needs a bolster bolster squad. Like I said, if 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 Burnt Leno leaves, you're gonna you're gonna have to look for another goalkeeper. I have no issues with bringing back um, Matt Ryan on a permanent deal, but he's not. I don't think. Um, I would have him as, as the number one. Uh, he'd be a perfect backup, but um, there's guys that Arsenal are looking at. Uh, Ajax keeper Onana and uh, the little keeper, I can't remember his name right now, uh, is another guy that they're kind of looking at as well. So we'll see what happens there. And an alternate uh, left back to Kieran Tierney, Kieran Tierney is an absolute must. Um, with his track record of getting injured, he's injured quite a bit, which is something... Um, Obviously, no fan and no club is a fan of, uh, but he does get injured quite frequently, which is which is very worrisome for me. I think a lot of people are kind of uh, letting that slip away because he is a quality player when he does play. Uh, by far, one of the better left backs uh, in the in the Premier League. 
but he does miss a lot of time, and that's something that the club needs to look at, um, bringing in a permanent uh, left-back replacement for him or an alternate, alternate left-back. Um, the center-back positions, I think we would be... I, I don't know if the, we look to buy anyone there. We've spent the last two um, transfer windows buying guys at, the, at that position, William Saliba and uh, Gabriel. And then you look at um, right back, Callum Chambers, has, he's impressed me uh, in the time that he's played this season. Um, he's able to whip in the ball very well from from, from his side. Um, so he's, I mean, depending on, I, I don't know his current contract, but he's someone I would keep at the club with the understanding that he is like an alternate uh, back not a starter. Um, so right back, we'll see what happens. The Cedric Suarez, we'll see what happens with that as well. Um, I would look into another uh, defensive midfielder that you can kind of um, pair up with Thomas Partey. Uh, he was really good today. He's caught a lot of flack recently. Um, just hasn't been up to uh, the standards that we expect from him and the price tag that we paid for him. He just hasn't been there uh, for most of the season, I would say. And he's been injured a lot this this year as well which has been the case for a lot of guys, not just on Arsenal, but it seems like a lot of the guys around the world, um, like you even look at Eden Hazard, who's played, feels like a handful of games for Real Madrid, and looks like they're already um, ready to ready to offload him this summer, according to uh, some reports. Uh, so, so I would look for, for another uh, defensive midfielder there. Willick's been scoring a lot, so I don't know if he fits the profile of someone who plays as, as a defensive mid, uh, we'll see what happens with uh, Martin Udegaard if we bring him back for yet another loan, which I would actually like. Uh, he was really good when he first came over, but then injuries got to him a little bit. And his performances up until today weren't that great. He w- he had a great assist in that Crystal Palace match. Um, a great pass for the goal. I can't remember whose goal it was, but uh, it, it, was, it was an excellent pass from him. But uh, he did tail off a little bit towards the end. So I would like to see... Um, obviously a purchase is kind of out of the, it's not going to happen according to Real Madrid. And there was no, um, option to, to buy after the loan. So if we could get him for another year loan, I would absolutely take that. Uh, Saka was one of the better players for Arsenal this season, uh, played a lot of matches, ran himself into the ground. Um, Emil Smith Rowe was, was a very good surprise for Arsenal. I don't even know if they would have finished in eighth if it wasn't for him and, and Saka this season uh you have Martinelli uh you still have Aubameyang who who was playing a lot better towards the end of the season um Lacazette is another player that could possibly leave the club we'll see what happens with that this summer and there's rumors that you know he could get another year extension uh, so like I said it's going to be an interesting summer for him he is not with the French national team so he kind of has the summer off I guess until um the the Premier League is back up and running um, but like I said, if I think if there are suitors, Arsenal will sell Lacazette, especially with Balogun kind of uh, coming up and signing a contract extension with Arsenal not too long ago. And he, he as in Balogun, will more than likely be the backup um, center forward next season. Eddie and Kedia, we'll see what happens with him as well. Uh, West Ham was kind of snooping around not too long ago with about him. Uh, what I've read today was that Chelsea, again, is, is interested in Declan Rice. And they would involve Tammy Abraham and I believe Cash in kind of like a player swap. Uh, so we'll see what happens with that. Um, 
but yeah, I would have liked to have seen uh, Miguel Aziz get some playing time. Balogun wasn't on the bench today either. I think we, this, these last four or five matches, I don't think Arsenal went about it in the best way. I would have loved to have seen some younger kids on the bench. Um, and then they could get some Premier League experience under their belts uh, and get ready for next season. Because what's going to happen next season is we're going to bring in Balogun on the bench. And, you know, he's going to have two or three games where he's not that great. And we're going to be like, well, you know, if you if you played the last three or four matches of last season where he could have kind of um, got a feel for the Premier League, uh, he wouldn't be, you know, hitting a wall or not producing in his first three, four or five, six matches in the 2021-22 season. And, and, and it's just little things like that that can um, that can bolster kind of a, a player's uh, experience. And, and, you know, if he scored a goal if he was on the bench and, you know, it came on or whatever, if he scored some goals, uh, again, a confidence boost for him coming into next season and he would push even harder for a spot in the team. Um, and I think that's the case for any any Arsenal uh, U2, U23 player. Um, Miguel Aziz, again, another guy who, you know, I would have liked to see him paired up with Thomas Partey in the midfield and, you know, kind of see where he's at because I think both have kind of outgrown the U23s and it would be, um, very cool to see what they can have, what they have to offer for the um, uh, for the A team, so to say. And you know, even Pingel Aziz, maybe he goes on loan next season to a championship club or something like that, which is normal. We did the same thing um, with Emil Smith Rowe, I believe, it was last year uh, with Huddersfield. So it, it's nothing to you know, kind of shy away from. It, it's it's a good you get you get some much needed experience, even though it's not. Um, with the club that you kind of came up through um, and you know it, it's a it's a lot better competition than U23 is which Arsenal barely stayed up in in the in the league um, for they almost got relegated there in the last uh, match day but they stayed up and next season they'll be competing I guess in the um, Premier League 2 whatever it's called um, but yeah I mean we'll see what happens this summer uh, like I said with Euros going on uh, there's always new players that kind of emerge as your targets. Um, it's always, I'm always weary of stuff like that when a player comes out of nowhere and all of a sudden he goes from being worth 5 million to, you know, 2025 because of two or three matches that he played really well at the Euros or the World Cup, whatever the case may be. Uh, I'm always watching for stuff like that because it does happen a lot. Um, I always think of um, James Rodriguez was, was kind of like that. He had really good matches for Colombia and then, you know, he goes to Real Madrid, doesn't do that great. And now he's, you know, at Everton, no disrespect to Everton. He's been really good this season, actually. So um, things like that happen all the time. Uh, so going forward, I think I think there's a lot of question marks in this team. Like what kind, if I asked you to, to kind of fill out who you think the starting 11 would be next season, I think that would be very hard to do right now just because we don't know where um, a lot of the players stand, like what happens with Ainsley Maynard-Niles, who had... Um, a loan spell at, at West Brom, but I mean, guys like Joe Willick, I would I would give another chance to, um, just because he has been performing really well um, for Newcastle. And but I would I would only bring him back if, you know, I can guarantee him playing time because if he just comes off a bench roll again for the last 10, 15 minutes of of every match, it doesn't really do him any good. Uh, he's a player that you need to see what you have in him as. It's like a full-time starter over, 
you know, seven to ten matches to see where where you kind of stands. Um, and with Udegaard leaving, I wonder if Willick could step in that position and, you know, in, in the front four and, and kind of um, give Arsenal some production. Uh, we'll see if, if, if Arsenal does sell. I think that they possibly could, even for 20, 25 million euros. You can always use that money to fund um, for an alternate left back or um, defensive mid. Um, Ovar again has been Leon's player has been kind of talks with Arsenal again. His price has dropped a lot. I think read today that they were at, that Leon was asking for something like thirty to thirty-five million, or maybe 20, 20, 25 to thirty, something in that price range. Where if you remember last summer, I think it was around fifty. Um, so yeah, and Leon didn't have, um, I don't want to say the best of seasons, but they kind of took a little step back considering where, uh, they were in champions league last year. Uh, so, so we'll see what happens with that, but I, I do expect signings. Um, Cronkies have, or they're implying that they will spend this summer. So we'll see where that goes. We've heard that before. Um, but yeah, it's, it's going to be a very interesting off season ahead, as I said, so a lot of question marks in, in in this team, and going forward, we'll see where um, Arsenal stands, who they bring in, who they still sell. Um, w- will anyone leave? As weird as that sounds, apart from David Luiz, who's played his final match, um, but it's going to be very interesting to see where some of the players end up, and guys like Martinelli, uh, because he is a player that it seems like all Arsenal fans love, but the management just doesn't seem too high on I guess if if I can use that he's a player that I would have you know in the starting 11 almost every every match day because he gives you so much energy um and he's just he's still only what 19 20 years of age um so I mean even if even if Martin Odegaard doesn't come back he can maybe slot into those positions that the thing is we don't really even know where he um, plays his best football there was uh, some rumors that they're kind of working into uh, center forward. Well, with Aubameyang still there and Balogun coming up and Lacazette still on contract and Eddie and Kedia still there and like there's too many guys vying for pretty much one position. So so that's why I said I wouldn't be surprised if Eddie and Kedia gets sold and Lacazette leave this summer and then maybe you go with Martinelli as as the backup to Aubameyang. And, you know, as soon as Aubameyang hits a bit, bit of a rough patch, you throw in Martinelli as, as the center forward and you have Balogun kind of waiting in the wings. Um, but he can play a lot of different positions like center forward, left wing, right wing. So we'll see what, what, what Arteta's plans are with him next season. And I think Arteta will be with the club um, starting next season. And if it goes bad, you know, by December, I think he could get sacked. But right now, I, I can't I can't really see Arteta getting sacked. He feels like I feel like he's the Cronkies. Um man right now as the manager and I don't really know how much is out there to even replace him so um that's another situation to kind of follow I know two or three weeks ago there was a lot of talks about you know is he even gonna like is he gonna stay um but it looks like Arteta will stay as of right now and you know like I said if 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 things do go sour um by the time December rolls around which is kind of around the time Frank Lampard got sacked I guess in January February or so, sorry, uh, December, February, and that's when Tuchel took over and kind of um, changed their season up. Uh, we'll see where Teta is, how the team performs, and you know if he stays with the club. 
Uh, so that's it for today's episode. Thank you guys for listening, and I'll talk to you again uh, another day.